0: Bringing you cutting-edge insights from the world of technology. Join us to hear thought leaders explore the ever-evolving world of technology and telecoms to keep your industry knowledge up to the minute. You are listening to The Spearline Podcast. Hi all, you're listening to the new Spearline Podcast, keeping
1: you up to date and informed on all the latest news, queries and questions with some of the biggest names here in the telecoms industry. My name is Joshua Farrell, and this week I'm joined by Mike Palmer and Matthew Lawler, And we'll have a chat about their role at Spearline, any other questions and queries and more in the telco world. In today's episode, we're covering the role of a CTO. And in the second half of the show, we'll have a discussion on how remote working can benefit your company. So I'm joined here today by Matthew Lawler. Hi, Matt. Hi, Josh. So before we get into discussion of where things are and what you are working on today, could you give us a brief synopsis on your background and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, I suppose.
2: um, Well, I'm co-founder of the company as well, so... I was one of the original employees I would say. I'm originally a, a computer programmer. Mm. Um so wasn't like I was a CTO at Spearline from day one or anything. So as the company grew, it's the role I grew into. I've mm-hmm. uh, been always the more uh, so the company was founded by uh, myself and Kevin Buckley. Uh, he was always much more commercially based while I was much more technical based. Yeah. And um, so it was just the, the natural progression of where things went, but I'd say I'm still very much a computer programmer like Still diving into code and oh, yeah, still close to heart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so being a CTO involves managing the short and long-term needs of the company and taking a leadership role for your employees. Um, could you possibly describe your leadership style? Yeah, I suppose I probably the furthest thing from a
2: micromanager you can get. Um, I think really it's a case of we have a company strategy and we have products and roadmap to align with that strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think really it's a case of, we're very lucky that we've hired people who are really expert there. A lot of people a lot smarter than me on that team. <laughs> um so once to know what direction the company's going, what needs to get done to be there, they're well able to figure it out. And I'd say I'm very much of more support supporting role for them to carry it out. Um just dealing with any problems and working around problems that might arise to get a solution and the um ultimately
1: the, the one that benefits the comp- customer the most. That's a very modest answer. So, um, so since I started working here, um, at Spearline, I've noticed it's got a very calm yet fast-paced work environment. Um, however, when the going gets tough, how do you how do you motivate your uh, team in the challenging situations? Ultimately, it's we avoid them
2: um, okay. as much as possible because being in the like coming from a startup up company, um, when there is very few employees, like I have been on the ones being up in the middle of the night. Trying to firefight a problem, um, uh, trying to work out solutions. So now it's definitely very much a case of like the company's grown. So we are able to look at what's the possible problems that can come up, like from an infrastructure point of view, um, from like all of our databases, web servers, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the Amazon Cloud is amazing for us that we're allowed, to, we're able to build a solution that's very reliable, scalable, there's failover and everything like that. So really, it's ultimately a case of if something does go wrong, it's very easy for us to mitigate against that and have a solution that the customer doesn't have any kind of impact and we can avoid those late nights trying to firefight a problem.
1: <laughs> well, you're all sleeping soundly, so relax. Well, yes. yeah. <laughs>
2: we do have a 24-7 support team here, yeah. <laughs> if anything does. But thankfully, um, they're, they're not getting people up out of bed very often or anything like that. So it's very much a case of, um the leadership or the how I would motivate them is by um, just that on the task that you're doing, it's a case of look we need to get this done right, we need to make sure everything is robust, make mm-hmm. sure we've thought about all of the different things that can go wrong, that we've covered off all of those because ultimately, if you're a programmer, a developer and you're responsible for doing something that goes wrong, you're probably the one woken up in the middle of the night, so I suppose that's the motivation to get it right. <laughs>
1: And if you had a magical crystal ball that allowed you to look into the future, let's say now in five years' time, where would you hope to see the company?
2: Yeah. Well, look, we've recently moved into a a new building that's mm-hmm. um yeah, a brand new office space that that has we've the potential to grow and ultimately the goal is to fill it yeah. and hopefully outgrow the building itself and it'd be a great headache to have to try sort out another one. <laughs> um I think what we're doing, the projects that we have in the pipeline, very much I'd see Spearline as being the market leader in audio analysis, audio quality measuring, um, giving insights into carrier performance. Um, and what we do at the moment is we can tell people when they have an issue, we can tell people that they're having connectivity problems, they're having audio quality issues. um, But what we're doing at the moment and where I see us long term is not going beyond that, telling them that you have audio quality issues, but it's because of background noise or it's because of yeah. uh, audio clipping it's because of latency coming in and being able to go that extra mile and tell them like, what the issue exactly is pinpointed and really help them on the solution on that so uh, becoming market leaders in that
1: Excellent excellent. and to finish it off anything else exciting coming up in the calendar horizon that you'd like to tell anyone?
2: Yeah well I suppose the we did a lot of customer um, surveying in the last year and I suppose I'm kind of unique at the moment in um, in the role of other companies i'm cto but i'm also the head of the customer engagement team and i think it's very important that development and innovation is aligned with the customer's needs so we do try to stay very close to the customer and one of the things we've found is that or um and maybe this is again coming from a smaller company and grown, and we are releasing a new user interface um, that's because we always the, the user interface at the moment is simple to use and straightforward but there's a few tweaks and adjustments we can do in that so um to make it even better the other thing is artificial intelligence machine learning is a big buzzword at the moment um and like how what implications can that have is is a bit loose but we are looking at it very heavily at the moment because Mm -hmm. we do have a huge data set we've conducted over 70 million tests um and each one of those test calls produce a huge amount of data points as well so we've a Big data set that we can apply machine learning to artificial intelligence, and we're going to use that to help build out the um new feature set of the product. Um and that's very exciting for us as well. That's um good. a few other projects um we're working on at the moment as well, which is like SMS testing. because um, we last year we brought out our mobile testing solution. The hardware was capable of developing SMS, it was always the long-term idea to to get that enabled so we've been rolling our mobile solution out to new countries and so we're up to around 30 countries at the moment and we're still building that out and so that was very much the concentration but now that we have uh, a bigger base we're enabling sms test and so it'll allow companies to, to send and receive sms's make sure everything's working there
1: fantastic so the future is now in Skiverine anyway. Yes. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, Matt, thanks a million for coming on to the first ever Spearline podcast. I'm very, very grateful and it was a pleasure speaking with you. So thank you very much. No problem, no. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was Matt Lawler, the Chief Technology Officer and Co-Founder of Spearline, talking to Joshua O'Farrell about the role of the CTO. Next, we talk to Mike Palmer, the Chief Marketing Officer in Spearline, about how remote working can benefit your company. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Josh. Thank you. Uh, could you quickly describe
1: your role and relationship with Spearline to our listeners, please?
3: Absolutely. Um, I'm Chief Marketing Officer here at Spearline. And the marketing team is tasked with kind of creating a, an awareness in the market of of what we do, the tools and the solutions that we have on offer, mm-hmm. um, so that we can bring those solutions to a much wider audience. I think we've got something very special to share. And our goal is to let everybody know that it's there and we can kind of relieve some of the pressures they feel in their day-to-day lives.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Right. And you have a background in teleconferencing, which you worked in for many years, I take it, yes? I did, I did. And could you tell our listeners how those experiences influence your role today?
3: Well, I'd like to think it gives me a bit of empathy for what network operations people are going through on a regular basis. Um, Managing networks is complex enough. When you manage voice on the networks, because of its real-time nature, Mm -hmm. it's even more complicated. Um, In the conferencing space... Um, certainly voice is what it's all about. And when you get multiple voices all into one conference, you know, the quality needs to be there. People need to be able to connect at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour, whenever that, you know, conference is getting itself off the ground. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the services just need to function. Um, actually when I was in the conferencing space, I was responsible for managing network operations. So it's a, it's a much more technical kind of past that I have. Um, though, though the marketing space is very technical in its own right. Uh, But I was right in the middle of kind of the Saturday afternoon change management event that went wrong. You know, Uh, services no longer working. You know, the middle of the night calls because China services just weren't coming inbound into a bridge in Europe somewhere. mm -hmm. So there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of drama, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of problem solving that went on. Um, And I know from just interacting with Spearline's customer base today that that still happens. Uh, because it's a dynamic world, moves, ads, and changes are happening on a regular basis. Businesses might be doing it themselves because their network is is changing as they grow. uh but if they're not um their their business partners the the carriers that they subcontract to, their networks are certainly changing because there's new technologies being deployed, new software upgrades being thrown in mm-hmm. um and and capacity is is just being augmented because of greater and greater demand as we fly less and do more through telephones and video conferencing type solutions. So I think that my history there just gives me some, some special insights into the pain points. Um, And again, I think, you know, at Spearline, we've got solutions that I did experience as a customer. um, And I think that it's my, my responsibility now um, to take those solutions to the wider market and let people know that they don't have to pull their hair out as I did once upon a time, I can't get it back, but (laughs) You know, they there there is some kind of relief available to them in terms of a better way to monitor their network for voice services.
1: So that would be one of your probably most favorite things about being uh, about being a SpearLiner is like providing this relief to to the customer.
3: It it is. You know, I think Spearline. Um, again, as a customer, what I experienced in in Spearline was a very attentive listening ear. Um, I think that Spearline just has this incredible. Very, very positive customer focus. They listen attentively to the problems and the challenges that people are going through in their business, and they bring solutions. You know, that's what we do today. Now, I'm a part of it, and I'm delighted to be a part of it. Um, and again, as a, as a marketing kind of professional today, I feel it's kind of my mission to evangelize the world, to let them know that, that Spearline is available, that there is a, a better future available to them. Great, great, great.
1: And some people use this remote working option for Spearline. Could you quickly give us a rundown on what exactly remote working is?
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something I do myself and many of us here at Spearline do. Um, I'm in the office three, four days a week. I'm at home two, three days a week. Sometimes depends on the week and and what the schedule is. Uh, But remote working, teleworking, telecommuting, uh, whatever it might be. You know, people are working differently these days. Um, and from a business perspective, what it's allowing is businesses um, to tap into a much broader skill set. You know, so there's a huge market. If you look at all of Europe, all of the world, et cetera, you can get the right people to perform the right task, regardless of their location. It's not about everybody, yeah. in our case, you know, transferring their their livelihoods into West Cork. They can do what they're doing from wherever they happen to be, as long as they have the, the motivation to do that. So for businesses, it's great. For local communities, it means that uh, people in kind of rural areas as opposed to urban areas now have access to livelihoods like they didn't have before. Um, so And that's fantastic. And that mm-hmm. changes the whole nature of economic kind of distribution. So people in small towns are now earning their livings in small towns They're able to spend in small towns. Local merchants in small towns are benefiting. That's fantastic. Those people who are teleworking are not driving into those big congested urban centers. So, you know, they're not burning fuel. They're not wasting their time. They're not, you know, so it's good for the environment. It's good for society, I think. Um, For me, I find that on days when I'm at home in my home office environment, when I've got a nice long list of to-do items, Without any distractions, um, I can tick all of those boxes and I can do an awful lot of stuff that I can do with my head down and be focused. Yeah. There's other days when I much prefer to be physically inside the, the office building where I can interact with people on a more informal basis. Yeah. But for the kind of happy medium, you know, using telecommunications tools so that I can have conversations throughout my day, Um, I can actually collaborate and screen share documents or presentation material or whatever it might be that we're working on. Um, And if I choose to, um, you know, I can use video as well. So all of those modalities are there. Whether collaborating or using video, though, you know, we lean on voice. You know, it's about it's about communicating. I need to express to somebody what's going on in a particular business project or particular problem area. um, And they need to digest that and, and help me out or I need to help them out. And that's done through a conversation. So the voice yeah. element is critical.
1: Mm-hmm. So I going from that there, that would you advise more companies to uh, implement remote working if they haven't already?
3: I think so. You know, yeah. I've, I've heard, I think it's a trend. I think it's, it's the way people are going because as individuals, we want a higher quality of life, you know, and, and sometimes being stuck in traffic is not the quality of life that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So we do have to be aware of that. Um, as businesses uh, i've I've heard astronomical figures about you know addresses office addresses now in the center of London or center of New York. you know the cost to put an employee at a desk is nearly the same as the cost to employ you know so the wages versus the the facilities cost so if we can get more flexible with the way we use office as a structure mm-hmm. um, and allow people the flexibility. That suits their their own lifestyle and and living arrangement. That's that's got to be good for bi- both business and individual. Um, and studies do indicate that where the organizational culture is embracing the whole remote working, productivity does not dip; it actually goes up. You know, mm. people remain connected to what's going on in the business um, because of the less distractions, perhaps or whatever. They're getting through much more workload. Um, and they're much sharper at their own, you know, task. Their their expertise is second to none. And they're loving what they do. And they stay longer with the business. Yeah, They're motivated and happy in their work, you know.
1: It's the next step. It is. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So um, going from that, concluding this podcast, anything exciting coming up on the calendar, Mike?
3: There's always something coming up on the calendar. There's always something very, very exciting. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, hit the website www.spearline.com. We have an events page and we absolutely love going out to the marketplace. Um, I think the next stop um, could be in the UK or the US. I'm not sure, but we're on a regular tour where we go to trade shows and we love meeting up with customers and with prospects and interested parties who, who just want to learn more about what we're doing Mm -hmm. um, and how we can help them. And we certainly love talking to people about what they're doing because that informs where we take our product set next.
1: We're busy, busy, busy. Very busy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike, thanks a million for coming on to the over Spearline Podcast. You You're fantastic. very welcome. Well, that was some really insightful stuff for this episode of the Spearline Podcast. Thanks again to our two esteemed guests, Matthew Lawler and Mike Palmer, for taking the time keeping you informed and up-to-date with all the latest news. Be sure to find us on your favorite podcast platform, All these linked below, along with our multitude of social media accounts. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share. Keep your eyes peeled
0: and your ears tuned for the next episode of the Spearline Podcast, coming soon. Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunications service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline Podcast channel, and don't forget to check out spearline.com, where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers, and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to The Spearline Podcast.